Hey everyone, and welcome to the Small Business Made Simple podcast, where we help you market and grow your business so simply that it makes your competitors say, why didn't we think of that? I'm your host, Sam Moss, and I can't wait to see you be the leader of your industry. and thanks once again for joining me for yet again another episode of Small Business Made Simple. Today in the podcast, I have a local business owner named Tony Granger joining me today. Tony owns Hatfield Real Estate in Southport, New York, and I have known Tony for just a few months, um, but she's honestly one of the kindest women you'll meet in business and just in general, and I'm not just saying that. Her respect for both you and her customers is through the roof. And she doesn't just implement that in her life. She implements that in her business. And that's what she talks about today on the podcast. So what we discuss is how to use customer service to set you apart in a crowded industry. And not only just a crowded industry, but altogether. So real estate, as you probably know, you can probably find a real estate agent on every single corner. So for her to be able to set apart her business in such a crowded industry, with customer service means that you can do it, especially if your industry isn't as crowded as real estate. Here is my interview with the wonderful Tony Granger. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I really appreciate you taking the time. Sure, absolutely. So one of your passions uh, at Hatfield Real Estate is customer service. What really gave you that spark and what inspired you for that? It all brings me back to why I got into real estate for Mm -hmm. the first time. Um, We bought a house and had lousy customer service. Mm -hmm. We sold a house and had lousy customer service. Then we bought this house and had lousy customer service. Mm -hmm. And thank goodness I had just gotten my license as we were purchasing this. So I was able to do a lot of my own to avoid the rest of that bad customer service. Yeah. So can you take me a little bit back? I know we kind of jumped in there, but what what was your life right out of college? Can you tell us a little bit of your background? Tell us the Tony Granger right out of college. Did you go to school? I did not go to college. You didn't go to college? Okay, so it was right out of high school then? Right out of high school. Well, when I graduated from high school, I was still 17. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't turning 18 until the end of October. So it was very hard for me to get a job. I went different places and applied. I, I've always worked as a child, but to get a good job after high school, um, there wasn't much. So I went to school in Florida, down to Kissimmee, Florida, where I went to learn to be an airline stewardess. But because of uh, I have curvature of the spine, they mm-hmm. wouldn't allow me to be back uh, right. an airline stewardess back then. So I said, well, I can be a travel agent or a ticket agent. I could do that. So when I came back home, I went to all the various places around here that uh, would employ somebody like that, Mm -hmm. like uh, like, uh, travel agencies, the airport, the whole nine yards. I was still not 18, so they wouldn't even look at me. Yeah. So then I started into factory work, and in factory work, once you get your foot in, they pretty much have a hold of you. I didn't mind it. I loved it. It was great. I challenged myself to put out the best product in the least amount of time, you know, with great quality. 
So that customer service, that just came from a bad experience in really the real estate business? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah absolutely. In 1981, mm -hmm. my husband and I purchased our very first house. The realtor was representing the seller and said he was representing us too. Yeah. And he wasn't, wasn't No. In fact, now that I know a little bit about real estate, I understand he actually did a lot of illegal things. Ouch. <laughs> yes. And uh, misled us as the buyers and um, in some major, major things that we could have sued them for. Did you at that point say, wow, I want to make this right and you went into real estate or were you in real estate already and decided, wow, that's, I don't want that ever to happen? No, no, no. I hadn't been into real estate yet. Mm -hmm. Um, that was back in the eighties and I didn't get my license until 2000. Okay. So you've been a, mm -hmm. a licensed real estate agent since 2000. Yep. Yeah. So it was because of that. And then when we bought our home, this was a for sale by owner that our realtor showed us. Okay. Um, and he more or less showed it to us, wrote the offer. And then I did everything else beyond that point. Cause mm -hmm. I already had my license. Yeah. Yeah. So what really got you started in the real estate then? You said in 2000, you went ahead and got your license? No, yeah. In, in 2000? Yes, in the year 2000, uh -huh. I got my license. And I had taken an out-of-line layoff from the factory job that I had. And you know what job means, right? Just overbroke. <laughs> so um, I had gotten, I had taken an out-of-line layoff to help my mother-in-law who had had a stroke. And... I had always wanted to do real estate since our very first purchase in 1981, and it was the right time for me. My children, my youngest one was a senior in high school, so I didn't have to worry about little kids dragging them here and there. And I told my husband, it's time for me. Yeah. So I went ahead and signed up for several classes locally, and they just kept getting canceled because nobody was taking the class. So I found a, an online class in Rochester. And I got that done in one week. Mm -hmm. Got my test, my license, passed it, started working within eight days wow. of going to school. So when you just started out, you already had that bad experience with a realtor in the past. Mm -hmm. Did you jump in right then and say, look, from the get-go, our customer service is going to be through the roof? Or was that kind of like a process for you guys? Well, the problem is um, I didn't own the company at that time. Mm -hmm. um, I was just an independent agent in an independent office with a broker who did not give me any direction, mm -hmm. none. So I knew the bad experiences that I had, and I wanted to keep others from having those same bad experiences. Now, every deal is different. That's one of the many things I love about this job. So as things came around, I tried to look in the future as to, okay, what if this doesn't happen? Or, you know, how can I avoid this customer from having a bad experience? Let me see what I can do. And that's the way I've worked my practice all the way up to today's date. And did you eventually take over the brokerage? Or? Um, I helped open Hatfield Real Estate okay. in... Um, Gosh, what year was it? The year 2000, mm -hmm. the same year I started no way, okay. real estate. Yeah. So I got my license in March. In September, Harry Bowers, Charlie Wilcox, and myself opened up Hatfield mm -hmm. Real Estate. And um, it was on Grand Central Ave in Horsehead at the time. And I really didn't have much of a role other than I was the first agent that came abroad you know, or aboard. And then um, each agent works independently. Mm -hmm. 
So there were some things that other agents did that I would say, you know, that's not very good customer service. Yeah. But they didn't have to change their ways. And this was in your ways. brokerage, right? This was in our own little office, mm-hmm. yes. And they don't have to change their ways. Agents are independents. They can run their business the way they want. Um, I just focus on customer service. And it's, it's held my head above water, and I've been able to hold my head high um, since I started. So when those people have their name tied to your brokerage, even though they're an independent contractor... How does that affect? Because I know a lot of businesses have that where they have people working for them. Maybe they're an independent contractor, but somehow it ties back to their business. How do you implement, look guys, customer service is really important. We need to step up our game here. Well, now that it's my office, I can go to the individuals at fault Mm -hmm. and say, okay, this is what I heard happened, what really happened, because there's always three sides to every story, his side, her side, and the truth, right? (laughs) So I like to get both perspectives, and then I say to my agent, how can we correct this? I let them give me suggestions, and then I give them suggestions, and I tell them, I don't want to hear about this kind of stuff anymore. What happens if it happens again? I have fired agents. Mm -hmm. I don't want that type of agent in my office. The ones I have working for me right now, top notch. Mm -hmm. I have zero problems with any of them. How long did it take you to really implement I mean with you it's a culture so how hard and how long did it take you to really instill that in your agents I mean they don't technically work for you as like an employer they're independent contractors so I mean it has to be a lot harder how did you implement that well I can be pretty firm when I want to be you're no way (laughs) (laughs) I know just a sweet little for those of you who are listening right now Tony is amazing and she sounds like this sweet voice but you know she can be like she says a little bit firm and a little bit frank so I can kind of see where that's coming (laughs) from you would never think it but she's wonderful (laughs) well I keep my agents happy you know we have a great commission split anything they need or want I I make sure they have it Um, and they've worked for other agencies that the broker didn't care one bit for them and so it's like culture shock for them right it is it is a culture shock when you come to my office um, we don't have all that hoopla, rah, rah that some of the offices have, but they have a broker that stands behind them, works for them, and appreciates them, and they know it. So that kind of goes back to what you were saying. is implement. You just treat yeah. your independent contractors, your employees, with that respect that you the would... The way I'd want to be treated. Yeah. Yeah. And in return, they go out and they are great agents for you. They even are. though they aren't really your employees. No. back with the rest of my interview with Tony in just a moment. Hundreds of websites come across our desks here at One Click Agency every single year. Here's a secret. I don't say it very often. They're all making the same five mistakes. I mean, they're basically making five simple mistakes and you're probably making them too. So what we did is we wrote a PDF to help correct those mistakes at oneclickagency.com forward slash five website mistakes. See, if you're making one of these five mistakes, they are super easy to fix. This is foundational and just basic stuff for your website. Some of these mistakes are really just equivalent to a barbershop coming to me and saying, hey, Sam, you know, no one is coming inside our shop. And so I go to their shop and I notice that their windows are painted black and they don't even have a sign in their building. 
and I say to the barbershop owner, well, scrape the paint off your windows and hang a sign on your building that says who you are. And guess what? You're going to see an uptick in sales. These are little website mistakes people are making that are as blatant as that, but for whatever reason, they can't seem to see them. And there are hundreds of people making these mistakes, like I said before, and I want to make sure that you see them. I want to point them out to you. Go to oneclickagency.com forward slash five website mistakes. It's completely free. Oneclickagency.com forward slash five website mistakes. And I'll explain what they are and how you can fix them. Oneclickagency.com forward slash five website mistakes. So one of the things you had mentioned before was promptness is huge for you. And I feel like realtors, their phones are ringing off the hook. They're getting text messages all the time. And one of your philosophies or things that you stick to is you don't want someone to have to leave a message on your phone. How, how hard has that been? Um, it's not hard for me because one, I don't like to hear a phone ring. Really? No, I just, it's on vibrate, but I just heard it ring. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) bugging me. But, um, yeah, when somebody calls into a real estate office, they don't call because they want to leave a message. They call because they have questions. They need to talk to somebody. They want service. So I try to answer the phone. In fact, the office phone rings into my cell phone because we don't sit by the phone waiting for it to call. We're out doing business. Does that make it a lot harder? I mean, you're out in the field, so you're not necessarily at your desk. So you pretty much have to take every call on like a cell phone, right? I do. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that I like to do, and it's obviously a lot different in your field because you get a lot of brand new um, customers looking to sell their home, looking to buy their home. Mm -hmm. One of the things I've said on the podcast before is I like to actually put in my phone um, the contact. So caller ID and answer the phone by name. It's just one of the things that we do at one mm-hmm. click. And mm-hmm. I know it's a little bit harder in your field, but if you're, I mean, if you are brand new, if someone's right. coming and right. they haven't gotten a call, but just taking like the extra few minutes to do that mm-hmm. and then answer the phone. Hey, Tony. Uh, I mean, if they, if you've been working with me, I'm, I'm going to know who you are. Right. A lot of times it's, hello, this is one click. Sam. But just going a step above is just what you're saying with that customer service. It's like, oh, wow, they actually know my, you know, I've been Mm -hmm. sending the money for a little while, but they actually know my name and answer the phone like that. Well, because the office phone rings through my cell phone, Uh my cell phone has a, um, an app that recognizes the phone number. Oh, that's perfect. And sometimes I will just say, hello, this is Tony, Uh but I already know who they are. Yeah. And when I use their name, they're like, how did you know? (laughs) It's like, well, I, I captured your name I, yeah I, I don't think anyone else does that yeah, well, I yeah. don't think so either because it right. comes into an office phone right yes you know um, but a lot of times they'll say um, can you call me back and I've already got their name and number and mm-hmm. I'll say yes Alice I'll be happy to call yeah. you back you know how has it really affected your business I mean hopefully it's been in a good way I would imagine so how has the customer service that you've instilled in your company in your um, agents in yourself and the way that you handle people, how has that helped your company grow or really just mature? Well, I, I can just say that I feel we get a lot more listings that way. Um, really? okay. like just a Saturday or two ago, I had a lady call me up. It was probably two o'clock on a Saturday and I answered the phone and she goes, Oh, Oh, I'm sorry. And I'm like, well, did you mean to call Hatfield Real Estate? 
She goes, well, I did, but I didn't expect somebody to answer. Really? And I said, well, did you like the fact that I answered the phone? And she said, yes. I said, so do the rest of my customers. Mm-hmm. You know, and That's I awesome. got the listing. Yeah. So. Do you feel that it's really helped you stick out? Because every, it feels like there's a realtor, honestly, on every corner. They're everywhere. It's a there's really. Too many. There's a really crowded space. So do you feel like that customer service has really set your business apart over the years? I would say 96% of my business is customer service related because it all comes back in referrals. And where did you learn this? I mean, has this just been from, mis- not mistakes, but experiences? I know you said that in the beginning, but are you reading books? Are you listening? Are you just really out in the field knowing what people want or how does that work? Well, I started at an early age being a servant, mm-hmm. you know. And, um, you know, through my church, through different organizations that my parents were in, and I would go and I would be the waitress there. One of my favorite jobs is being a waitress. And that's the epitome of customer service right there. Um, I didn't let people's glasses get empty. I was right there. I mean, several times, not to the point where I was annoying, but to the point where, (laughs) you know, I was there. As soon as I saw a need, I filled that need, even if it was just refilling the water. You know. So we, we have a lot of small business owners listening to the podcast and what would be one thing that you would say to them if they were sitting right here right now and you, with your experience with customer service, if you had to say one thing that would, they could implement today. Um, I know there's a lot of different niches and things like that, but kind of encompasses them all. Mm-hmm. What is one thing that you would say related to customer service that you could say, look, if you implemented this today, just do it, bite the bullet take the time, train your team, whatever it is, mm-hmm. what do you think that would be? Well, first of all, I would stop looking at their business as their business, mm-hmm. whether they're producing bicycles or manufacturing, I don't know, glassware. Look at every customer that you have as if you are in the customer service business. How could you make that person's day or even their request for your product that much better? Mm-hmm. Seriously, everything that I do, I try to think what's in it for the person who's on the end user, who's the end user and what's in it for them. Tony, that's so good. I appreciate you taking the time. Can you tell us where um, the listeners can find you? Do you have a website or a Facebook page or a phone number? What's the best way to get in touch with you? Absolutely the best. I mean, you can call the office. That number is Mm 607-795-1443. Or call me directly on my cell, and that's 607-731-8298. And that is Hatfield Real Estate. And Tony Granger, I appreciate you taking the time and really dropping some customer service wisdom. I know it helps me, and now I have some things I want to implement. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks, Sam. Have a good day. I really hope you all enjoyed my talk with Tony. There are a number of things that I now need to think about when it comes to our customer service here at OneClick. So, Tony, thank you for that, and thanks for really dropping some wonderful wisdom for myself and any business owners that are listening. If you want to find out more about Tony and Hatfield Real Estate, just search for them on Google, and her business is literally everywhere, so she won't be hard to find at all. Next week, I have a local business owner named Henry Fuchsman on the podcast. Henry owns Energy Solutions USA in Elmira, New York, and he also does business coaching on the side. Here is a short clip of my interview with Henry. 
going to somebody that's, uh, they don't have to necessarily be older, but somebody that's successful, somebody that's uh, been in business for five years or, or longer, that has walked the walk, that they've been through the wars of uh, business survival. Thank you all, as always, for taking the time to listen to Small Business Made Simple. I just want to encourage you to leave a review and subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Go ahead and do that. It gets the word out. It tells more people about what we do. And honestly, I would greatly appreciate you guys taking the time to do that. Remember, we want your competitors to see how you run your business and say to themselves, man, how did we not think of that?